Psalm 23, which you'll find on page 559. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters, and he restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading, the Gospel reading, is from Matthew chapter 9, beginning at verse 35. Hear the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. And Jesus called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and illness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the zealot and Judas Iscariot who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, Proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal those who are ill. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise you. Father, we thank you that your word reveals to us your son Jesus who came as good shepherd to seek and save those who are lost. Thank you, Lord, 
that we are among those who are lost and found. Thank you that you continue to reach out to those who need you and who need desperately the life that you, you alone can bring. Thank you, Lord, that you're with us now to inspire us and lead us into your truths and lead us in your ways that lead to life. Amen. We've been thinking in this series about what it looks like to be a church that looks like Jesus. To be a church that is Christ's church. That when people look at Christ's church, they see something of Jesus. And in these few words described by Matthew, who just a few verses earlier in this chapter, uh, Spelt out what happened when he himself, the tax collector, was turned by Jesus through the invitation of Christ from one who collects to one who gives. And so Jesus says, Matthew, the same man who had his life transformed, who was found by Jesus, who himself was lost in a world of greed and acquisition, he himself describes Jesus going through the towns and villages, just walking through, teaching synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, the kingdom where life with God is so different from the life that was being experienced then and now. And that Jesus was healing every disease and illness. And he knew Jesus well enough to be able to know that when he saw the crowds, all these people, milling about, going about, heads down, doing their stuff, trying to get things done as quickly as they could, or sometimes not knowing what on earth they were going to be doing for the rest of their day. Jesus, he said, when he saw them with those eyes of love, had compassion on them had compassion because they were harassed and helpless just like the sheep on the hillside only sheep that didn't have a shepherd to lead them and feed them sheep without a shepherd are indeed a lost breed so Jesus is portrayed as the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd described most poetically in Psalm 23. The one who would provide for those in want, who would lead them into green pastures where there was wonderful things to fill what they really needed. Sheep, they need grass and good green grass. Whatever human beings need, the implication is he leads us to those things that we really, really need. Leading beside quiet waters, restoring the soul. That's what this shepherd will lead us into if we will follow. That which restores the soul. Guiding us in the right ways. 
and being with us when times are so tough. Valley of shadows over things dark, gloomy, can't find the way, and yet you're with me. We can pray, God, you are the one I hold on to in the dark even when I can't see you. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Even though the worst things can be happening in the valley of the shadow of death, there is no need to fear because you are still with me. Those things comfort me that are yours to bring. And you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. What does a table speak of? A table speaks of provision, but it also speaks of fellowship, of company, of eating with others. Being a companion is literally one who is with bread, sharing bread with the other when all the world seems against you. That is what Jesus the Good Shepherd leads those sheep that will follow into. And even more, the promise of goodness and merciful love, loving kindness, will follow me, it will chase after me, it won't let me out of its sight every day of our lives. And I will dwell I shall just be in the house of the Lord, in the presence of God, forever. So here is Jesus saying, these people are like lost sheep. My heart goes out to them. I long for them to be with me and to feed on those things that bring life. And he said to his disciples, just look at look around you and see the need. The harvest, that which is yet to be gathered into God's arms of love. That's the harvest, that which is yet to be gathered. It is plentiful. There's absolutely huge need in this world. There's huge loneliness, greed, isolation, illness. It is plentiful. There's no shortage of it. The fact is that workers are few. There are only a few who are able and equipped to do this at the moment. But the great thing you must do is first of all ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into that harvest field. He says to his disciples, before you get busy, before you get burnt out and you're on your knees with tiredness, trying to meet all this need, get on your knees in prayer. Come to the Lord who is the one who truly can provide and inspire others with that compassion. Ask, or can be translated, pray the Lord of the harvest. It's his, these are his people, yet to be gathered to himself. Pray that there may be those who are similarly filled with my compassion, that they too might be moved 
to move toward those who are in such need. And then he goes on to say, as you pray for more people to be part of this harvest gathering, don't forget that you yourselves are already the answer to that prayer. You've prayed for more workers. Let other people do it, Lord. Actually, it's you guys that I'm sending first of all with a specific task. And so he called his disciples together, gave them authority to drive out impure spirits, heal every disease and illness, to do the very things that Jesus himself was doing. And he gave them authority, he gave them power, and he gave them the capacity and the heart. He names the very people who were there, including Matthew, who's writing this account. And the twelve disciples that go out, not first of all to the Gentiles, to this massive, massive mission field that was later to become part of God's purposes, but to be focused, first of all, on those who are near to you. Because if they were to get spread out everywhere, straight away, it wouldn't be possible to do anything. They have to go to those on their doorstep, those they knew, those they had some kind of relationship with. He describes the lost sheep of Israel. There are within the family of God those who are also lost, wondering about their connection with God, feeling isolated. And how true is that among God's people? There are those who are feeling far from God, losing their way in life, feeling they are not wanted, they're forgotten. There are the lost among this house. That Jesus has a compassionate heart for. And so what does this mean for us in our context, in this place, in Christ Church, in this community, of Downend and this parish which has so many 28, 29, 30,000 people the harvest is indeed plentiful notice Jesus doesn't say the harvest is overwhelming it just says it's plentiful there's lots of opportunities for you to make contact to build relationships and to reach out to those who are feeling lost and who are lost without God but go first to those who you know, you've got some kind of relationship with. Go first to those that you can make connections with. And reach out. Pray for them, first of all. Pray for them. Ask the Lord of the harvest. And to pray for those people. Pray to Jesus for that compassionate heart that you might genuinely go toward those who have no one else that is moving toward them, but rather withdrawing from them. And out of that love of Jesus, respond to the promptings of God's Spirit. As we pray, we need to be listening. We're asking, but also listening. 
It's vital, isn't it, if we ask a question of somebody, we listen to their answer. How rude it would be if I asked Roger where the best place to eat in Downend was, and then I just went off and went back to the chip shop and ate my fish and chips as I usually do. And you're just saying, hang on a minute, I was just going to tell you about this fantastic new Italian that I just discovered myself, and I'd gone, not listening. And I'd gone to the wrong place, and I'd missed out on where Roger would love me to go. How often are we like that with God? We just, Lord, you know, show me who I should spend a bit of time with, and then just go off and carry on. Sometimes if we listen, wait and listen, he will put names or people or faces into our minds. And I've known this time and time again, I'm sure you have too. And you say, oh, I'd forgotten about that. You might pick up the church directory. Say, I wonder where, where they live then. Oh, it's on Bromley Heath Road. And give them a ring. Say, um, yeah, I was just thinking, uh, we were praying for you this morning. It would be lovely if, if uh, maybe you'd like to come around for a coffee or, or could I come over or maybe we could go shopping together or something. You can just start to build that relationship with somebody who might be feeling really lonely or feeling lost in life. And somebody maybe wandered away from faith. You haven't seen them in church for weeks, months, maybe years. God might just prompt you, looking through that directory or as you listen, to just reach out to them and be one of those disciples who are called by God. Because if we are a disciple, we are also called. We're called and we're the ones who are sent to go towards. And Jesus says, as you are going, then proclaim the kingdom of God has come near, heal the sick, raise the dead. Well, there we go, it's a challenge. But raise the spirits, at least, of those who are feeling dead in their hearts. We can do this, because God is with us. And it's Jesus who's living through us. And we can all do it, all the time, in different ways. And we can find in Christ the one who has freely given to us, enabling us to freely give to others and to find ourselves caught up in this reaching out to the lost, whether they're near or far, and know the joy of seeing the lost become found. There's nothing greater. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, good shepherd of the sheep, we thank you that your love never ends. Your love never gives up. It never gives up on those who are lost. We offer ourselves to you, Lord, as those that you have called in your name to reach out with love, with unconditional love, 
with hospitality, with open hands, open arms. We might be a church that is reaching out with your love in ordinary ways, with your extraordinary grace. Amen.